0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dungeons & Distractions. I'm your DM for the evening, Webby, and joining me tonight, we only have one person. That one person is John. John, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well, in a very odd set of circumstances, but I'm doing well.
0: And John, who are you playing this evening?
1: Tonight, I am playing...
0: And I'm waiting for everybody
1: to think it's someone else, but it's Brenda. Hello! <laughs>
0: All right, so it's been a minute I since mean, Brenna has really she's been brought up in several of the past recordings.
1: I'm um, sure she has, probably with curses. Uh, no, not really.
0: <laughs> oh wow, not at all. Mm. Um, but the last time we officially saw Brenna was right after the Belial fight. You guys mm-hmm. were fighting Devil, and yep devil fled and in the midst of the chaos and of and your ally trip falling in combat Brenna without a word to anybody simply walked out of the tavern and presumably
2: walked out of Cairn yep now
0: does she have did she have any specific destination in mind
1: so okay now i've had to look back at this because I, I it'd been a been a hot minute needless to say um so i uh eh, had to figure out kind of what i was doing um and what, i just what had was
0: brenna's mindset
1: so yeah so i reread kind of um um kind of what was going on so her mindset at the time was basically that uh, her biggest commitments had always been to, um, I want to say Tez, but that's probably, is that the right one? Uh, <laughs> Atticus? Yes, Atticus. A- Atticus was yeah. the, the
0: priest who died.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Atticus and Tez, and Trip. Jeez, I keep saying Tez. They were the ones that she felt closest to. They were the ones that she felt obligated to help that felt the most like her crew. And when both of them died, that especially when Tripp died, because she was basically in a combination of, you know, that was her her friend, and also the fact that uh, her responsibility was to guard his stuff, which then got stolen. And she could do nothing about it. She was trapped in a bubble and basically left to deal with consequences and frustrated beyond measure, and feeling incredibly guilty, uh, basically fled into the darkness to to get away, to kind of give up, for lack of a better phrase. I mean, they closed the rift shortly thereafter. So for her, that was kind of her job done in her mind, because that's what she had committed to help them with. And then realized that she really didn't have the knowledge or wherewithal to actually get anywhere important and actually figure out where anything was. Um, she kind of found herself wandering off into the farmlands outside of Cairn. And just basically went till she found a village, more or less.
0: Okay. So walking westward out of Cairn. Walking aimlessly through... What farmland there is, then the farmland slowly turned to fields, keeping the ocean view on your right, essentially your source of navigation uh, between sunlight, moonlight, or on cloudy skies, you at least have a landmark of, okay, the ocean's on my right, I'm going to keep that on my right, land is on my left. That way you you know you don't get turned around and just walking in circles. As I mean, she
1: can. has direction sense. Right. She's not completely silly. She just.
0: But at, at the same the time, wisest. you're not familiar with these lands either. Yeah. Yeah. This so. is.
1: She's only ever been here up until this point. She, the only other time she'd been here was a raid. Right. And that's usually a coastal thing, right? So.
0: Exactly. And in your. Maybe up a river or two. In your, in your lifestyle, you know, a lot more villages and stuff would be. A beneficial to be on the coast. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: So you figure if you follow the coast, you'll find something. You begin walking. A few days go by. Just constant
2: walking. Deep in thought. You do notice that at that point, the rift does shut. So you know at least that
0: goal your former party has at least achieved. Um, that's one less trouble on your mind, but still your mind is just at ease. You feel a constant struggle and a constant war, and you're just trying to strive for that peace. You, you want to know some semblance of silence, just inner silence. A few more days pass. And you come across this tower... On on the ridge, um, along the ocean, uh, there are some guards, and as, as you approach, uh, you know they they do inquire as to what you're doing. Um, they they tell you that this is not any type of town, or it, it's it's definitely not open to just the public. That this is a, essentially a prison. And that if you're looking for a town, you can go almost directly west of here. And if you're on, well, actually, you would have your horse. Um, if you walk, if you travel at like a decent pace for probably another three to four days, you'll hit a decent sized town that may be in need of someone like you.
3: Um, When she
1: gets near the town, uh, she has a look around, um, kind of scopes out this community, first of all, and uh, then kind of silently or as quietly as she can marches in. Um, I assume it's like daytime.
0: Uh, By the time you actually reach the town, Mm -hmm. it would be evening. Uh, Okay. And roll me a perception check.
1: Okay, I'm not looking, so I didn't right. see it. Oh, 23. nice or sixteen. Sorry, with it without um, advantage.
0: <laughs> as the as the sun is setting and the, and the skies grow darker, you will see a glow from far, far, far beyond that town, far in the distance. Uh, it's a familiar glow. You you would recognize this as fire. Um. And the only thing that you know based off of your, your current location that would be that way is the elvish city in the woods that you got lost in, the magical woods. Mm. Um. And you do see a giant burning figure on the horizon that stands far mm. above normal trees. They had been burning for probably a few days, but now that you're much closer, you more per- predominantly see it, but right, it's far too far away f- for you to do anything about.
1: I was going to say I don't think she- I don't know that she would. Yeah, but she might be tempted. Um, okay. And so yeah, she can go
0: ahead and march into this town again. It's just it's a small. It's definitely smaller than Cairn. It's smaller than right. any city, but uh, it's it's a all right-sized town. There are a couple uh, houses on the outside that do run some farms uh, right along the road going into the town. The town itself doesn't have much in the way of walls. It has like a little uh, like the wooden walls that you would have like the you'd carve the spikes in the top just to have Mm -hmm. some sort of perimeter like most commonly probably made out of smaller trees. Right. Those only stand you know, tw- twelve feet high. You know, they're they're nothing, nothing spe- You know, great or grand.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I know what you're talking about. Sort of like uh, old west type fort style. Yeah. Um.
0: But the gates are open. Mm, and, okay. You know, no one's stopping you.
1: All right. She would walk in, leading the horse. Um. She has whatever she's earned over the years tied up around the horse. She. Grab that before she left. Um, she has her axe and just enough food to kind of get along, but that's about it. Um, as she enters the town, um, she kind of acknowledges uh, if there's a guard or someone sort of standing there, watch wise, um, and uh, wickers in her horse to come in with her. And uh, as she enters. I guess sort of the square of the town she starts looking around for somebody who might be either taking down a market or somebody sort of looking somewhat official. Uh,
0: so one thing you do note uh as you stride into this town there are no guards to speak of. Ah. Uh but you do one older gentleman uh probably weathered and in his early 50s or so um does approach you and he just is uh he's holding a quarter staff that he's using somewhat as a walking stick he does have a slight limp but mm-hmm. uh he he does approach you and ah uh, hi uh we don't get many adventurer looking types here what what can we do for you
1: I'm wondering if you had a farm. Oh, that accent. Let me try that again. Uh, I'm wondering if you had a farm I could uh, set up on.
0: Oh, uh, I mean, well, we have plenty of farms. Uh, I I know uh, there's one on the northwestern side of the village here that has been looking for some help. But, I mean, again don't really have too many travelers built this way um
3: i
1: was thinking you know, more along the lines of buying one. Oh. uh just a well, few acres it doesn't have to be very big
2: uh well i mean we have a
0: swath of land on the west side um it's going to be kind of pinched between two other farms but there's no structure built and there's the earth hasn't been, you know, garnered into that fashion. It's unused.
1: Uh, who does it belong to, if I may ask?
0: Oh, uh, Just us. Just, I mean, the town. We just haven't utilized that because we don't have the manpower to run the farms that we do have.
1: She smiles at that and says, well, would it be something I could take over? Do you think with any real problem?
0: Well, I mean... I don't see why not. Uh, if you plan on planting your your banner here, so to speak, uh, I'm sure the townsfolk would welcome you with open arms. And, I mean, you'd have plenty of people to try to sell your goods with, you know, whatever you produce for food.
1: I mean, it's been a long time since I've done any grill, and my ma was pretty good at it. but uh, But I think I can at least give it
0: a go. Well. You'll have to, uh, I don't know how you are building, but you'll have to, uh, There, like I said, there's no structures, there's no house, there's it's just an empty land. So it's yours if you want it.
1: That would be excellent. Uh, what do I owe you? Uh,
0: I tell you what, you keep your coin. Whatever you manage to produce, if, you know, if we have some stuff that maybe needs helping out around here, help out a little bit. And whatever you produced on your first yield, just help the town out a little bit.
1: She grabs his hand eagerly and shakes it very vigorously and says, I thank you so much. It's been such a long time since I've just had something simple. I can't wait. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Wow. Thank you, Uh, we tend to help each other out around here and uh, you look like you could be of help and uh, maybe you might need some help so if that's the case, feel free to ask anybody around town and we'll spare whoever we can
1: Thank you Matt, sir It's been a very long time since I've had good shipmates so thank you uh, you you said it was off to the, the west side, did
0: you? The west, yes.
1: All right. Uh, she points off in a vague direction towards the west and says, kind of, where exactly again over that
3: way?
0: Uh, yeah, if you go out <clears> the <throat> south gate the way you came in, mm-hmm. and you just hang a right, uh, once Ned's farmland stops, you'll see the end of his field, and uh, you'll probably be able to see the beginning of the northwestern field of crops that whole empty spot is free to utilize
1: excellent um i think for the time being is there a, a place i could rest my head for the evening
0: uh, well, we do have a very small inn um it, i don't think anybody's staying there currently so and he'll just kind of point down the road and you see a little uh Wooden sign dangling outside of a door, over the head of a door. that just has uh, a drumstick and a mug of ale painted on it.
1: She smiles and says, ah, good pub. Just what we need. Uh, sir, your name, sir? I haven't, I forgive me, I forgot to ask. Mine's Brenna. Uh, uh,
0: pleasure to meet you, Brenna. Uh, people around here call me Bear, but uh, Langston is my name.
1: She nods and says, good to meet you, Langston, or Bear. I uh, hope I can do business with you anytime.
0: He'll nod back.
1: And uh, with that, she turns towards the pub. All
0: right. And he will kind of hobble off and go back to working on what he was working on.
1: She leads her horse over to the nearest stable. Uh, if there is one around. Um, and then tosses a coin to whomever might be there and says she'd be back for the horse in the morning.
3: Okay.
1: And then goes straight towards the bub.
0: All right. Uh, walking in, there are several patrons inside. Um, and the bartender is a, uh, middle-aged blonde haired woman and, uh, Oddly enough, you see a couple, I guess what you would akin to be like, not necessarily servers, but like busboys, like people who just like like clean off the tables and stuff for the servers. Uh, And they're uh, a pair of young dwarves.
1: Uh, As Brenna walks in, she takes a great big sniff in the air, nods to herself because she can smell the alcohol and kind of the, the, the age of the place. And uh, she reaches down into her little sack that she has tied on her hip, pulls out a little tie, and then ties up her hair. And probably the only time in the last long, long time she's actually done this, uh, she kind of whiskers out some of the straw and grass and various things she slept on the last few days and uh, walks Purposely in, walks up to the bartender and says, good evening, ma'am. Uh, I'm looking for some lodging for the evening and a drink, if you don't mind.
0: She'll nod. She'll put an empty mug up on the counter and fill it for you. Uh, it's just uh, not a problem. Uh, any room upstairs. We don't currently have any occupancies. So our occupants rather.
1: She nods and says, uh, may I ask uh, how much you're looking for for that?
0: Uh, a couple copper. Oh. Generally, the running rate.
1: And she plops down uh, five copper and says, this is for the meal as well. So, ma'am.
0: She'll nod and smile. And she does that thing where she just kind of like wipes her rag over it and scoops it into her hand. <laughs>
1: And, uh, with that, uh, Brenna grabs the mug and puts it up to her lips, takes a bit of a sniff of the ale, uh, which is what I assume it would be, um, and drinks it down pretty much in one gulp.
0: Okay. Not the best stuff that you've had, but it passes.
1: It's, it's tolerable. It's not, not ship grog, but close is what you're saying. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Let's see kind of has a lazy smile and kind of you If somebody was looking at her, she would have looked fairly tense to this point, kind of like she's ready to fight. And even though her mannerisms, like her voice is not giving off that sense, her body would be giving off that sense. Right. Uh, And it just kind of relaxes and she kind of slouches in her chair and on the stool. And, uh, she has a draining sense of purpose, and kind of puts her hand up to her eye, kind of whiskers away something and out of both eyes, and then just kind of puts her hand back on the table and and uh, and uh, smiles kind of weakly and says, "What have you got for food
0: uh, tonight?" we're serving, we're serving uh hunks of beef with some uh boiled potatoes and some carrots uh and a half a slice half a essentially like a half a small loaf of bread
1: she looks at that and says that sounds about right sounds a good feel
0: uh, it will be done in probably uh uh, oh, I'd probably say about another 20 minutes or so.
1: Sounds lovely. I can't wait. Uh, can I get another beer while we're at it?
0: Sure. I'll reach up and refill
2: your mug.
1: Brenna at that picks it up, does more or less the same thing, uh, feels the sense of a little bit of buzz now. Um, Not enough to be drunk Just sort of like a a slight happiness Right Um, But she doesn't look happy She looks miserable basically And uh, again Still slumps a little bit And uh, And uh, just says Another if you don't mind got a drink to a friend tonight Uh,
0: Sorry for your loss She'll fill your mug again
1: Thank you. Damn demon, she says, kind of under her breath. And uh, drinks again. And then, after the third one, puts the glass down and says, that'll be enough, I think, for tonight. I don't need to get hammered,
3: so to speak.
2: She'll nod. She'll say, uh, I'm not sure if you're
0: the type to want to be alone during a time like this, but if you want if you wish, we can have your food brought up to you.
1: That might be a good idea at this point, if I must be honest. I think I'm tired. It's been a long, long time of travel with many people doing many different things, and I think some quiet and some peace would be good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh I'll take the first room I find. Very What's that?
0: Well. No, she'll mm-hmm. just nod at you. Okay. You retire to your room.
1: Mhm. Yeah, she just hits the first one at the top of the stairs basically.
0: Yeah, after about a half an hour, or so once you've once you've essentially gotten comfortable and settled in, uh, you'll get a very kind of s- soft knock at the door.
1: And she'll say, "Come in."
0: The door will open and in will walk one of the younger dwarven men uh, carrying a large plate of food for you.
1: Oh, thank you, young fella. I really appreciate it. And uh, she tosses him a copper.
0: He'll catch it in midair and look at it and kind of like shifty eye, like kind of look around and then just tuck it in his coat pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll just shoot you a smile.
3: She
1: grins wanly back at him, kind of like, ah, yeah, it's good, it's good. And, uh, takes the, uh, tray of food and puts it down beside her. And, uh, says, thank you.
0: He will bow and back out of the room and shut the door.
1: And she sits with the food and is contemplating various things and kind of her place in the world. And, uh, Just quietly spends her evening in thinking because she can't read. um, (laughs) And she just sort of debates what to do next.
0: All right. Roll me another perception check.
1: Sure. 16. Uh,
0: Late into the evening, just about the time that you're, you know, about to lay down and close your eyes for the evening. Um, often the far distance, pr- pretty far to the uh, your guess is probably to the west-northwest. you hear the sound of very faint
2: beating of a drum. <sighs> Damn it, not now.
1: Just want to farm. Stay away, and I won't investigate. But if you come this way, you son of a bitch, I will kill you. And uh, she mutters to herself and then rolls over. Okay.
2: As you wake up the next morning, fully rested,
0: you wake up to some of the townsfolk
1: Sorry, I just realized I don't know if I've actually checked. Yeah, my current hit points are 2. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay, you're fully rested.
1: <laughs> <That's> <laughs>
0: okay. Um, you wake up to f- sounds of raised voices outside. You can hear it through um your partially ajarred window in your your room. It was an, it was nice in the evening last night. You would have had the window open and uh you hear a familiar voice trying to calm the people. It's Langston from the day previous that you met him. He's trying to calm everybody down, and every so often they'll be quiet, and then you'll hear one person kind of shout up, and then a couple more people will just shout into response to that, and then you can tell that there's something going on outside.
1: Uh, if the uh, neighborhood is listening at all rather than shouting, they will hear some uh, <laughs> some Nordic curses coming from the room and uh, uh, she starts strapping on her leather armor and uh, grabs her axe and heads down the stairs and looks at Langston and says, "What is it what's going on?
0: We we don't we don't want to concern you. It's, it's I'm sure it's fine. And then you get I a heard couple the... people in the crowd start shouting, and all you can kind of hear throughout their their combined shouts is something about uh, an orc war party or orcs approaching from the west, and apparently orcs have already taken over sailors rest in the south. And rumors have heard that orcs have burnt down Renesta, which you recognize that name now is the elvish capital city. Um, that you had gone and visited where you had gotten lost in the woods chasing that pig. Um, and you hear that the, they burned the entire forest to the ground just to find the city. Uh, huh. Langston just kind of like as these are shouting, being shouted out loud, he's just looking at you and just each shout just more and more, like, apologetically. He's just like, ah,
3: "You man, know, this is
0: your problem. This... No, it's,
3: I,
1: you're my people now. This is me problem. Now, listen, you and whomever you trust, come with me into the pub. Let's talk.
0: Hankston will look out amongst the crowd and he'll point out four other people and then, you know, wiggle his finger like, all right, follow me. And uh, he starts... His limp's not bad. Like, you can tell he can move if need Mm -hmm. be, but there Mm -hmm. is a limp. There is a limp there, like from a previous wound or something. Right. Uh, But he does limp behind and, you know, you guys all go into the pub and then he kind of whistles at some of the people in the pub And once he does, they just kind of stand up, throw some coins on their respective tables and leave. Uh, Even the pub owner walks into the back, into the kitchens.
1: Now, from what I understand, I'm no fool. I've had previous entanglements with various people in the past, shall we say? And, uh, It sounds like we could have a problem heading towards us right now. Now, what I want to know is, is can these people defend themselves or are they going to need escape? And if so, do you have anyone you trust who might be able to help defend the town or defend the community in some way to keep it safe?
2: Well, that's
0: honestly, that's what I'm waiting on. Uh, I sent my son out to scout. He's the best rider and far be it the fastest that this town has. Um, Generally, he works as a messenger riding between towns and cities and he ran south to see if the stories of sailors rest were, were true and to see what kind of condition the South is in. And then he was going to
2: circle West and then come back. Uh,
0: He left late last night, early this morning. Uh, He's probably going to be due back here late afternoon, early evening tonight. And uh, Before I wanted to get the information from him before we started shouting this and he just kind of eyeballs a couple of the people who followed him in and getting the town all worked up but if it's as bad as they say
2: we're going to have to run
0: Uh, if it's not that bad then we're not opposed to standing our ground and fighting a couple orcs it wouldn't be the first time we've defended this village
1: My suggestion is, then, is that you get the women and children off to Sentinel's Watch. It's probably the most defendable place, and it'll keep them safe while we look out for the rest of them. Anyone who's too frail, too invalid to hold a sword or a pike should probably be sent with them. And maybe send one or two of your good men to actually protect the place. But if it is orcs, even if it's just ten of them, they could take this place fairly easily from what I've seen and i think we want to protect those that we can first of foremost we do it quietly we do it without any sense of panic just saying we're we're you know we've heard the rumors we're concerned so just to take precautions we'll do this not panic but more trying to get people to understand that that it's just a precaution that would be my suggestion at this point and
2: if
3: you need it, I can go do a bit of scouting.
0: I'll go with you. We can we can ride to the west a little bit. Uh, he's going to look back at the other two or two of the four that followed him in. He's going to say, "You two, try to get the townspeople on board. And start as fast as possible, but without panic. Moving everybody's sentinels watch."
1: As we said, just keep it to a small amount of works are causing trouble. The rumors are maybe overblown, but it's enough to make us concerned that we want to move people. That would be the way I would phrase it. That might keep people from panicking and wholesale running.
0: Now, Brenna, you you are aware that other towns east of Cairn were overrun by orcs and forced to flee towards Cairn.
1: Yeah, she knows this. This is why she's basically going, we need to move. And Sentinel's Watch is the closest defensible position. Yeah. So, basically, that's her thought process. She understands that it's probably not defensible for long, but it's more defensible than nothing. Yeah. So, that would be the first Play port of call, basically. I mean, if she had her brother she put them all on ship and send them away. But <laughs> she doesn't have that option. So, uh,
0: all right. So. Well, two two of the four will leave, and uh, Langston will look at the other two. He says, uh, "You guys, go go deal with Ned. You got to get him on board. If we leave as a town, then we're leaving as a town. No one's left behind." The other two will nod and also exit the inn. And then he's Langston's gonna look at you. He's gonna say, Ned's probably the oldest one here and he's not gonna wanna leave his home. Uh might require a bit of a Kwetershin. Yeah.
1: She is she nods understanding and, and says My pa was a bit like that, too. Once he got in his mind to do something, you couldn't just push him out, especially if it was something he'd set up months in advance. So I can't imagine someone who's lived their entire life in a little community like this is going to be easy to move, but better that than dead, in my opinion.
0: Well, why don't you and I, we'll go ahead and take a ride west. We'll see what we see.
1: She says, sounds like a good plan to me. Let me go get lightning and I'm ready to go. The light or thunder. Whoops. (laughs) Now now I have to remember what the horse's name was.
0: Uh, I'll I'll meet you at the north gate.
1: She nods at that and says, uh, lightning. I got it right. Yay. Um, She says, good. I'll be there in a moment. She grabs her axe, straps it to her back and heads out towards the, where the horse is. Okay. And uh, as she gets there, she looks at the horse and says, I meant to put you out to the fields. But yeah, winnie around and eat some grass and maybe find a filly to go settle some time with. But uh, apparently that's not happening. So once again, I'm going to have to rely upon you, my lad. Are you ready? She pats the horse on the side of the head.
0: Little will winnie it, kind of rear rear up a little bit.
1: That's good. At least somebody's ready to fight because I sure the hell am not. And uh she quickly hops onto the back of the horse and heads out towards the entrance.
0: Okay. As you reach the north gate, uh you beat Langston there, and waiting a couple minutes, uh you hear heavy footfalls. Almost kind of like a growling slash snarling noise. And as you turn to look, uh, Langston with his quarterstaff strapped to his back uh, pulls out from behind one of the buildings, riding a warg, which (laughs) is—it's like a large dog, almost
3: kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah. Um,
0: very common amongst say orcs. Like orcs are seen riding them a lot.
1: She. Says, well, that's that's something you don't see every day.
0: Well, like um, I said, I've defended this place from some things before. And uh, this one was injured. And he just kind of starts petting its side. Uh, says, but I uh, nursed it back to health, and it's been loyal ever since.
1: Well, good on you. I'm always appreciative of someone who takes care of nature's animals. My love it has a close affinity to nature, so she uh, has encouraged my idealism.
0: He'll smile at that and he'll say, uh, well, time to see what we see. Let's see if you can keep up.
1: She grins at that. Just Wait. Just wait. Lightning will show you a thing or two.
0: And his warg will kind of do that thing where it stretches and like lifts its head up into the air. And then just he'll take off running.
1: Okay. She chases after.
0: All right. So you guys, go ahead, roll me an animal handling check real quick. Just for fun. I want to see okay. how well you keep up. Ooh,
1: it's not not that good at, it, but you know, Whoa, does best she can. Hey, twenty-one, not bad.
0: You do really well keeping up. Nice motivational speeches to your horse help.
3: <laughs> I guess uh, so.
0: <laughs> so you guys ride for probably oh uh, good better part of about a half a day. Okay. Okay.
1: She is uh, looking around to see any signs of a uh, lot
0: of a lot of it was fields at first, and then you guys mm-hmm. hit a patch of. Of woods, right? And you guys are bounding through in between the trees and through the brush and stuff. Um, She's then, basically and, using her
1: survival skills to kind of make you know look and see if she sees anything in advance. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, as you guys are bounding through the woods, Langston rears kind of rears back a little bit, and he doesn't have any type of like. Bridle or saddle on this warg. He Uh literally—you just see him. You see him, and he's just holding on to fur. But he kind of like pulls pulls back just a little bit, and the warg comes to a stop. And kind of looks like it's in a it's in a pounce position, like it's 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 waiting.
1: Okay, she pulls up slowly. She slows the horse and pulls beside, and then stops. Lightning. Okay,
2: about. Probably 200 yards from you. You see where the forest would normally have continued, but is in the process of being
0: clear cut and burnt away by a massive orcish war party. <sighs> now,
2: I want you to roll. This is going to be a
0: two-part roll. I want you to roll perception. Okay. I want to see another sixteen.
1: <laughs> no. Uh, well, definitely not.
0: All right, but I want you to roll a nature. This is the oh. main one that I want to see.
1: Oh, it's going to be bad. Oh, yep, boy. it was. Yeah, it's based I mean, on all, intelligence, she doesn't have that.
0: All you, all you know is it's it's a very large orc warband. And they're in the process of essentially cutting trees down, burning them away, burning away all the, the brush and shrubbery. Uh, the, a couple of the trees are just on fire off uh, further to the north. Um, The land behind them, from what you can see, is charred and dug up, and it's no longer the lush green plains or forests that you've traveled getting here it looks desolate behind them like wherever these orcs go ruin is following them um out of your peripheral vision
2: you see something black uh-oh
0: and it just slightly moves as if it's just it's it's not purposely like ducking behind a tree but it just it looks like it's moving between the trees. Okay. Do you turn to acknowledge it?
1: Yeah, for sure. Anything that sort of looks like it might be creeping her way, she's going to immediately no. look.
0: It's not necessarily creeping towards you. It almost looks like it's it was moving to get a better view. Like it, it was almost moving in tandem with you. Okay. um, as you look, you see a very familiar sight, something that you've seen a few times in these past couple months. And that's the visage of death, standing in the trees,
2: just staring ahead at this work, at this orc war party, not acknowledging you.
1: I grit my teeth and turn back. And act like I don't see what I just saw. And look over to my companion and basically say, Dad, I think we got to get out of here. And I think we got to get everybody out of here now.
0: Langston's going to turn and look at you. And then as he's turning and he looks pretty much, this, this warg stands pretty much as tall as your horse. So he's looking pretty much level at you you notice that as soon as you guys' eyes connect in conversation, his eyes, he blinks and he looks past you in the same direction that you spotted that figure. And then almost instantly, he blinks a few times and looks back at you and just kind of gives you a solemn nod. Like, this isn't exactly the information that he wanted, but regretfully, he knows it's the right thing to do
1: she notices that little stare and says it might be her time but it's not our time you got it
2: he'll nod then let's go
1: and she immediately wickers uh lightning around and charges back the way they were came
2: yep he
0: turns his ward around and follows suit um Again, it takes you the better part of another four or five hours to get back to the town. Right, you guys can't have a conversation on the ride back. You guys are moving at a, a very fast pace at this point, but you can still, you know, have a conversation if you desire.
1: Uh, she leans on the horse and kind of is is helping it to move as quickly as possible. She looks over at him and basically says, "Whatever we do, we got to get the people moving now." There can't be any dilly-dallying now. We can't worry about panic or self-possession. It's too dangerous. So I want you to ensure that you're going to get them moving. But if I have to, I'll wait and guard the place as long as we need to. All right? That's the rule. I will come behind the rest of you. You guys will move forward, and we'll go to Sentinel's Watch. And I will guard the entire way. If I fall, then it's up to you all. But until I fall, and I'll tell you this right now, I'm going to give it my all. As long as we reach Sentinel's Watch, we at least have some semblance of safety. So let's aim for that first. If we have to go back towards Karn, we'll do that. But if I can avoid that, let's do that.
2: He just kind of nods
0: silently.
1: Uh, And with that said, she basically lets him ride in front and says, I'll head into the town, but uh, just uh, water me horse and get some food. And then I'm going to head back out this way and just keep watch on those orcs. If they start coming our way, then I will warn y'all. But you got probably, I wouldn't guess more than a few hours.
0: Unresponsive, just focused on the travel ahead.
1: And then she settles in and does the same.
0: As you guys reach uh, the village, you do see a young boy, um, probably mid-teens, run up, and Langston jumps off the warg and definitely favors his left leg when he does it. Uh, hugs the boy. They have exchanged a few words. And then uh, he gestures to the warg and the boy jumps up on the warg. Then the
2: boy takes off through town. Langston turns. Looks at you says, Sailor's rest is gone burned to the ground
1: i mean if you've seen what i've seen it doesn't it doesn't exactly take a lot of guessing that's what would have happened that
0: most most of the village is already on their way sentinel's watch uh my men got them moving earlier today uh Jack said that Ned put up a little bit of a fight, but ended up going. I told him to take the Warg, and he's the last one heading to Sentinel's Watch.
1: All right, then it's your turn.
0: Uh, Branasi, see, there lies the problem. These are my people. And since you're one of our people now, that makes you my people, too. And if you're so hell-bent on protecting this village, then you know how I stand, and I'm not leaving you behind either.
1: Well, sir, now there's a thing. Look, I'm not here to save the buildings. I'm here to save the people.
0: Oh, I agree. We can always rebuild anywhere. Correct. People are on their way to Sentinel's Watch. We can slowly follow... We don't have to rush ourselves as long as we put ourselves
2: between the orcs and the people
1: she brings her axe out nods and says you're a good man i don't think i've met too many better than you you're willing to put your life on the line for me and i appreciate that stand with me and i'll stand with you as long as we both live Death comes to when it comes, but for now, let's just do the best we can. First, all we can do.
0: Okay, So he takes the quarter stick, quarter staff off his back. He looks at it for a moment, then he tosses it down to the side, and he walks up next to you and your horse. So, As you start hearing him writhe in pain at first, you look over and his shirt, his clothes begin to rip and tear off of him. And his visage begins to change. His form begins to shift. And this man of average height at one point, uh, human in appearance, standing probably about, oh, just under six feet tall. Uh transforms before you into a werewolf now standing more equal height to you sitting on your horse and he just kind of slowly turns and looks at you and you can see just this ever so slight twinge and grin on one corner of his mouth as he smiles and shows his fangs and on his right leg you can see this deep set of scratch marks, uh, most presumably probably his injury from a long time ago that he still favors. But and before you now stands a massive werewolf.
1: <laughs> Brenda just basically mutters, "Not the weirdest thing I've seen in the last few months. Not gonna lie, but uh, good to know you are." Uh... Not a helpless old man. I kind of suspected as much, but I thought something a little bit more like army trained than uh, this. But uh, yeah, whatever works. And uh, she then hops off the horse. She puts the uh, axe to the ground and whispers some words. And you see the axe go cold and uh, kind of like cold breath comes out of her mouth and out of her nostrils and the area around her becomes snow covered and she looks up and says this won't do much but it might slow one or two down
0: this massive beast just kind of nods at you and then
2: drops to all fours and just slowly starts
0: not padding off, but slowly starts just walking towards the direction of Sentinel's watch. Uh, She
1: lets him go a few feet and then looks up at Lightning and says, follow. And she starts walking back that way too. Okay.
0: Several days travel on foot. You and Langston kind of camp out. And he stays in werewolf form the entirety of the time. Okay. Um,
1: I assume you, we take guys, watches at night and
0: stuff. Yeah, you guys are forced to camp out, and although he can't communicate verbally with you, mm-hmm. uh, he he does seem calm around you, and he does. You do get the sense of when he when he wants you to go ahead and sleep and like he he's able to portray that si- that type of feeling for you right um, like when he'll take watch so a few days go by and you you know that you're probably about a half day's travel now
2: from sentinel's watch and you get a voice that comes into your head it's not a voice that you recognize But it does okay. re- it does relay that
0: this particular message is from Talon, and that you would know who that is. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it's explaining that Karen is in trouble. The orcs are heading that way. That's their that's their end goal. And they plan on essentially raising Cairn to the ground. And they're amassing every help and army
2: and assistance that they can get
0: to fight in this battle. Uh, With that information, then the message cuts out. With that information, you would know that if the the orcs moved along the southern shore
2: to Renesta, burnt it to the ground,
0: and their end goal was Cairn, then they would end up pretty much taking and burning everything between Renesta and Cairn. Which would include the village that you just evacuated And Sentinels Watch
1: She sighs greatly as she hears this And uh, And we're still half a day out, you say?
0: Half a day out from Sentinels Watch or so You guys are At this point, you guys are You know, you're on your horse Walking at a a, Not not a fast pace Like a walking pace and Langston is just kind of padding next to you on all fours, uh, okay. periodically looking back. And you are far enough away from the village, the village people. Uh, you're <laughs> far enough away from the the villagers that they're not in your sight, right? In front of you. So there's a okay. good distance between you and them. So they might even already be there. You're not sure,
1: right? I look down at Langston and say, "Did you hear that?" she points at her head
0: he just kind of shakes uh, his his entire body as as if projecting a no
1: she says the orcs are heading towards karn they're going to go through sentinel's watch on the way and if karn is thinking that they're in dire straits enough that they're going to be destroyed then <sighs> As much as I hate to say it, I think Sentinels' watch might be as well. We might need to keep going. Do you want me to head up there and warn them?
0: He just kind of bobs his head in agreement to that. Um, he he gives you a look. Roll, uh, roll me either insight. Or I'll even allow animal handling. Okay. One or the other.
1: Well, insight is the same as animal handling, so it really uh, doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> and you get, you still get. Technically, you still get in, uh, uh, advantage on insight checks. It okay. is the, is is the attic the gift. Then.
1: Okay. Twenty-one. That's a good thing. <laughs> uh,
0: looking at Langston. As you're saying this and you ask if, you know, if he wants you to go on ahead, you see him looking up ahead and looks back at you and just something in the eyes. You get the sense that
2: him being what he is,
0: is probably a secret that he's kept from the townspeople and that he doesn't want them to see him like this.
3: Mm,
1: okay. She nods to herself and looks down at him and says, I had a friend who, while not exactly the same, had your kind of problem. He looked one way to most people, but under the right sort of circumstances, he'd look a little different, shall we say? Um, I'm going to keep him secrets, unless you get me drunk. And I mean really drunk. So don't worry. I won't tell him. I'll go do it. You just make sure you don't get caught by none of them orcs. You got me? You got to lead these people.
0: He'll give another bob of his head and kind of circle around your horse a few times, just kind of running. And then he'll turn and kind of face backwards and let you go up ahead a little bit. And okay. then, as you look over your shoulder, he is kind of picking up the pace and following you. So he's not staying behind needlessly.
1: Okay. He's smarter, uh, she, he's
0: smarter than that.
1: She basically sets herself into like a jockey position, mm-hmm. like when the jockey's just hitting the horse as hard as they can to get it moving. Yep. And she just slaps lightning on the backside and just says, Run, you stupid horse. Run with your life. Okay. And just legs it as hard as she can.
0: Roll me an animal hand. I'll check. I want to see how oh fast boy. you get there.
1: Come on. You can do it. No. Crit fail. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, I'm, I'm going to say that you've, you've ridden the horse long enough. You, you don't like fall off or anything, but uh, mm-hmm. it's
1: That's not a great ride. <laughs> uh, lightning
0: lightning heard you call him a stupid horse. He, he didn't appreciate it. And he's, <laughs> he's now jouncing around a little bit more and he's making it a lot harder of a ride than it needs to be right now. Um, she
1: she whispers it in his ear she's clinging on basically says, look I just don't want you to be orc food don't take it personal
3: <laughs>
0: uh, looking over your shoulder behind you um, you're definitely gaining a lot of distance from Langston um, so you are moving at a much faster pace and in the distance you do begin to hear those drums again Uh, So a few hours more And you'll make it to Sentinel's Watch
1: Okay As she pulls Uh, in
2: As -hmm. you
0: pull up All of the townspeople Now this isn't a huge town There's probably Maybe a little bit more than 100 people That lived in this town total Right And they're all Around Sentinel's Watch is essentially a, a large tower Yep Um they're all just kind of outside, waiting, kind of shouting. Some of the people are conversing. There's a few guards standing just inside of like the portcullis of the tower, um, and there's a commotion going on inside the tower itself. And the gates will open as you're riding up, and mm-hmm. you, see pe- you see people. You um, see people exiting. Sentinels watch. Uh, there's first a few guards on horseback, and then there's probably four wagons that are caged in the back that have prisoners. They're, they're essentially escorting prisoners at this point, and then followed by several more guards on horseback before the gates slammed shut.
1: Uh, she looks and says, where's your commander? As they ride past her.
0: Uh, one of the guards will just thumb behind them, and you do see uh, of of all the people in guards' clothes, you do see one that stands out, um, dressed slightly nicer, though still in like guard type of attire. But doesn't have a, or he does have a helmet on, and he has like a couple like commendations and shit, um, and he's talking to a couple people at the gate, also on horseback.
1: So uh she rides more or less straight up to him. Um she says, "Sir, sorry to interrupt, but uh I got a message from Talon. Sounds like this building's about to be taken. We need to leave."
0: Oh, my my scouts have reported similar. Uh and then you see him, he's like squinting and he's under his breath, he's like, "Talon. The name sounds familiar." Uh, He's a knight. He just kind of shrugs it off.
1: (laughs) She she goes. He's a knight of Cairn, from what I understand. Uh, He's a jumped-up old halfling, but uh, half elf. She says, but nonetheless, uh, I take him at his word based on what I saw earlier today.
0: Well, I mean, she points off into the distance. That's where we're heading. We we my scouts reported that apparently orcs just overtook the elvish kingdom and we're heading east. Uh our ultimate goal is we're going to head to Cairn and try to get these prisoners on a ship and we're going to bring them up to uh Assidia to uh, uh Setic.
1: So She nods at that and says, "Now, if I was with me sisters, I'd help you out, but uh as I don't really have that opportunity. Um what about these people?" And she points at the villagers.
0: Uh, I mean, they they look tired, but I mean, you're more than welcome to travel with us, but we're not going to be stopping very often.
1: All right, fine. That's good. She looks at him and says, look, give me a second to talk to him. He'll nod. And uh, she rides back and kind of goes over to, the, to one of the ones that she met previously, who's kind of semi officially a part of the group that was sort of in charge and uh she says we have to move our safety is no longer secure here at sentinel's watch we got to move you to cairn do you guys think you have the motivation and the willingness to move there i realize it's not normal for you to be moving this far this fast but can you do it
0: Uh, I mean, there's some grumbles and some, like, inner talking amongst the crowd, and one of the people that was with you in the inn this morning pipes up and says, We take care of each other. We can do it.
1: She nods at that and says, That's good. I don't want to scare you, but I gotta be truthful. There are an enormous army of orcs that are coming this way. So if we don't get moving, they'll swallow us up like nothing. So all those rumors that you heard earlier, they're true. So please, as safely as you can, get moving. I'm going to go back and make sure Langston's making his way. Uh, And I'll make sure to protect your backsides as much as I can.
0: Just as you're saying that, in the distance, probably you're
2: guessing at least four to six hundred yards. You just hear a howl
1: right, that's it.
0: And the warg, who is is present at Sentinel's Watch and kind of mingled in with the crowd of like horses and and whatnot, uh-huh. raises its head. Uh, and howls into the air Also kind of alerting and surprising These ta- these guard, these sentinel's watch guards um, mm-hmm. And on the back of the warg Ned, the, the oldest man Is sitting with Jack And uh, Yeah Perfect. This war just kind of howls into the air Makes no movement, just howls in response
1: She nods at that Hops back up on the lightning and says I'll catch up with you. Be safe, but be quick. And she tears off back on the white charger towards where, uh, where her, uh, where Langston is.
2: Okay. Um,
1: She says to the horse, I'll owe you some sugar when we finally get settled.
0: The horse runs even faster.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, as you start running through these fields, Uh, You see this massive werewolf, and he's moving lightning fast, and he's running in kind of circles and dodging because you do see that there is a smaller orc party surrounding him. Um, You would guess that this would be an orcish scout troop, essentially.
1: How many do Uh, I see?
0: Uh, you see two wargs and four orcs. Amongst that, those are what's standing. Amongst that, you see probably about four more orcs just unmoving on the ground.
1: Okay. Uh, She basically taps lightning on the backside and says, Now! Move it! And she pulls her axe out and says, As soon as we get to the edge of these orcs, you stop, I'll get off. Can't fight on you.
0: Okay, so the horse will run and at the last second start to veer off, mm-hmm. allowing you to essentially jump from the horse and tackle one of the orcs to the ground.
1: Right. What do you want me to do? Athletics?
0: No, you just tell me how you want to take care of these orcs.
1: Okay, so she'll the have.
0: Theater of the mind, John.
1: Awesome, awesome. She has her axe in hand. She, as she's getting close and knowing that the horse is going to veer off just by the sense of what the horse is doing, she takes her foot out of the other stirrup and kind of gets out of both stirrups, kind of standing almost on top of the back of the horse, and then leaps across at the first orc she can see, trying to blindside it with the ax in hand. But she's just going to tackle it to start off with, and then bring the axe down once she's knocked it to the ground.
0: Oh, and for sure, you you tackle him to the ground, and you kind of quickly roll up and get back to your feet, raising the axe up and driving it deep into this orc's chest. Um, As you do, you look up to essentially assess the situation to make sure you don't get jumped yourself. And looking Mm -hmm. up, you see lightning veering off to the left, and as he's veering off... This Warg is jumping midair, lunging at the horse, and you just see Langston in werewolf form, grab it in, in a chokehold, pick it up and essentially choke slam it to the ground, and then drive its it's his jaws into this this warg's throat, um, tearing it apart. Um, as that happens, one of the orcs does drive a spear into the side of Langston. Uh, while he has his jaws around the warg's throat. <clears>
1: throat> okay. Uh, she barbarians up. Uh, eyes go blue. At ice blue, that kind of signifies that she's, uh, she's raging. Mm-hmm. And as she does, she takes her axe out of the back of this orc, and with the orc blood still dripping on it, Charges straight into the guy that's Tackling or attacking Langston
0: Okay Uh, So how would you like to go ahead And deal with that Orc
1: Uh, She will charge and as She comes in she brings her Axe down about as hard as she can and With one swing of her Axe she drops his head off
0: Okay so you Spin around doing a complete 360 to make sure you get as much momentum as you can on this, and you come swinging down, slicing clear through um, like the back of the orc's neck, and then right down through part of his chest, cutting off pretty much like a bust of this orc. Um, the blade of your axe sticking into the ground following through the swing, and as it does just this radius of probably about four or five feet around the axe just instantly turns, like, all the grass just freezes and frosts over, and just this sheet of ice covers about a four-foot four, four foot radius around this axe.
1: She <clears throat> walks over, yanks it out of the ground, and looks at the remaining two, I guess, based on what you it, said.
0: It would, it would be two more orcs and another warg.
1: Right at the three of them and basically says bring it you bastards Uh, and she wields the axe
0: Langston stands upright, now towering over even Brenna, just ripping the spear from his side and holding it up with both hands and just chomping it in half and dropping both pieces and stands up next to you Uh, let me see Uh, the warg and one of the orcs you see immediately ru- start running, and the orc in the front starts standing very aggressively and just uh, reassuredly, like, Hey, it's still three on two. I think we got this. Uh, doesn't notice the warg and the other orc fleeing and mm-hmm. stands there squaring up with you. Um, he goes and starts swinging his sword at you, coming essentially just a straight overhead swing
1: she huffs out a breath as if to say what a moron and uh blocks aims the axe up to try and block his swing
0: yep and you do successfully
1: okay and then after parrying that out parrying that away she then back swings on him and tries to hit him in the midsection
0: okay and as you swing back hitting. And, and driving your axe into the midsection of this orc, Langston, with, again, uh, insurmountable amount of speed, just within a blink of an eye, whips around to behind this orc, essentially palming his face with one hand, uh, his fingers wrapping around this orc's head, and then with the other hand just tearing and digging him into the into the throat of this orc. And both of you dis- just end this orc's existence within a matter of seconds.
1: She pulls her axe free, kicks him to the ground, or what's left of him, uh, looks up at Langston with a concern, says, are you okay?
0: He just snarls. You can tell he's, you're a barbarian. Uh, you could tell he's most likely also raging. He's just, uh-huh. you know, Uh, He's coming down off that battle high, uh, Mm -hmm. but he just kind of goes to all fours again and looks at you and bobs his head and kind of looks behind to make sure there's not any more orcs. And in the distance, you do see that that other orc had hopped on the warg and it began riding faster, further away to the west.
1: Well, if they didn't know we're here, they know us. I guess we better get moving. Can you move?
0: He just huffs and starts moving.
1: Okay. Uh, she starts walking and tries to whistle the lightning.
0: All right. He's enough. I mean, it's your horse. Lightning comes strolling up to you. Uh, roll a perception check as you as, as you hop on lightning. You do that thing where like lightning doesn't even stop for you. You just kind of hop on him as he's walking by. A crit. Uh, but roll it's me a crit. A oh, <laughs> that's that's good. Um, you will see, uh, as you're riding up next to Langston, you look down, and the spear wound, though not very large, because you know it's a spear, is bleeding a bit, but more so, it looks, it looks infected, which. In your experience, you've dealt with people who've gotten wounds and hasn't gotten, you know, taken care of well enough that it's become infected. Infection should not have started already. So you're guessing that that blade was somehow poisoned?
2: Is your best bet.
1: Uh, she's going to have a quick think here. In other words, John's going at get his list of things he might have. Um, oh I have speak with animals by the way. <laughs> well, we
3: didn't agree. know that yeah. and be
1: sense and commune with nature so there we go <laughs> I don't know why I have those cantrips but apparently I do um, and uh, so she looks down at him realizes what's going on but also realizes that she doesn't have anything to deal with it um, and so she says Maybe you should change, or will it make it worse? I'm just thinking if I can get you on the back of the horse, you might last a little longer, and we can get you somewhere. They can actually look at you. All
0: right. He, he does that thing where he shakes his whole body again, and he kind of looks back, and you see him. He's sniffing. hmm And then he looks back at you, and... He just kind of like gestures ahead of ahead of him, and he starts picking up the pace. Uh, you see that even though this is the wound, does not look good. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it at the moment does not seem to be hindering him or slowing him down in the slightest. That- Whether that be his own rage allowing him to push through this. His desperation of saving his people Or Purely the fact that possibly His werewolf form is preventing This from getting worse You're not right. sure
1: Okay and based on those Reasons she just Stops asking about it she's familiar Enough with people of this nature That she knows that there's no point Continuing to uh, to Pursue it because she he won't listen anyway Um, And so she just tightens up and tries not to look at it.
2: Okay. After a few hours of riding, the sun already beginning to go down.
0: Most of the day taken up just by sheer travel time. Um, You do see the torch lights and the caravan of people. Still on the move, not breaking, not stopping to make camp. Um, As you approach, Langston does start to slow down a bit from his sprinting. Um, You do notice that there aren't enough horses to essentially give all the townspeople one. But you do see the people on the horses getting down, helping others up. And through the time that you watch, they are kind of rotating in shifts, taking breaks just on the few horses that they do have.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Um and
2: Langston kind of looks at you, just slowly kind of patrols behind uh what do you want to do?
1: At this point knowing that she's close enough to kind of watch over them she'll kind of remain in the back kind of as a as a rear guard okay. Um as they move she'll slowly move with them but she'll stay behind them you know in sight, but not so close that she can't react if something comes quickly okay um so she just continues that process all the way through if there's guards or anybody else that comes back she of organizes them the best she can but that's basically what she's attempting anyway
0: okay every so often uh at one point throughout the evening you do see one of the, the sentinel's watch guard come back and like slow slow his horse and from a distance you can tell that it's the essentially the captain mm-hmm. um and he, he must have noticed you on horseback or something uh right. And at that point, Langston kind of shifts and moves. He doesn't shift back to his human form, but he like shifts position to like slowly around behind your horse to kind of hide his view the best right. he can. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do know that if this captain guy gets close, he's not going to be able to hide from the guy. <laughs> so.
1: And so knowing that, she kind of says, get into the woods, I'll ride up and find out what I can from him. And he just if anything binks. I can do, I'll come back.
0: He just scoots off, just breaks away from you and runs. She uh,
1: quickly weaves her way back towards the captain and says, How, how are we seeing things going right now?
0: Well, uh, a couple of my men have offered their horses for periods of time to some of the townsfolk. Uh, we haven't had to stop and we don't plan on stopping. So as long as you're people can manage to keep moving at the pace that they're moving, I think we'll, we'll probably make Karen by morning.
1: She nods at that and says, Good, we ran into a scout patrol. Back a ways um, towards Sentinel's watch. So uh, uh, I have a uh, another scout that's out farther, just uh, kind of acting as a rear guard to the rear guard, you might say. Huh. Um, oh, all right. He's uh, making sure of things. But uh, one of the townsfolk who uh, has a little bit of military experience.
0: Oh, all right. So. Uh, our, uh, some of our scouts we actually sent ahead to ride on. They've come back saying that there are already orcs outside of Cairn. But if we hug the shoreline, especially with night on our side, we should be able to bypass them with relative ease and still make it into the city.
1: She nods at that and says, "Um, how many ships do they have at Karen? I don't remember.
0: Oh, our our last count. Uh, One had just arrived and two had just left, but that leaves seven.
1: Okay. Not enough, but some at last at least. Okay. Ah, uh, where's that damnable half uh, gnome when you need him? Um, she says, mostly to herself, but then looks up and says, I'm going to continue kind of protecting from this, the rear. If anything comes, I'll let you know. Thank you for your help.
0: And he'll just nod and kind of give like a, a fist to chest salute and ride back to meet up with the group of people.
1: She kind of gives him a half weird salute, basically kind of like a little tap (laughs) of her fingers to her, to her brim of her non-existent cap and uh, turns around and heads back towards the woods.
0: All right. Uh, Langston kind of just meets you at the, at the wood line, like where the woods end and turn back into a field.
1: She, looks down at him and, or up at him or wherever he is now at this point and says uh, they figure they can make Cairn by morning they're going to try and go around the orcs that are encamped outside of Cairn but they don't have enough boats to get everybody out so if they swamp the town I don't know what happens at that stage
2: so keep that in mind
1: He's We may be sending to you to just a different place to die, but uh, I'll do my best to protect every one of you." And uh, she looks very carefully in his eyes and says, Even you, you old mangy He just
2: kind of
0: lets out a, a, a gruff breath. You see that smirk kind of return to the corner of his mouth.
1: And she smirks back and says, I we both know the ladies here. Let's at least give her more of them than us.
0: He nods, and you see him drop back down to all fours and kind of start ducking in between trees and working his way further up towards the caravan.
1: Now, and she slowly follows and uh, just kind of maintains a vigil. As she goes, I'm sure she's pooped at this stage, but uh, she's not going to go to sleep now.
0: As you're riding
2: throughout the evening, knowing that you're going to be back in Karen by morning. <clears throat> your eyes getting heavier and heavier, but you've, you've stayed awake longer. You can deal with this. But in between
0: blinks, you notice, you know, you have to remind yourself, okay, open your eyes. This is getting too relaxed on your horse, or whatever it might be. Just maybe even pure exhaustion.
2: Your eyes close. And you have a series of images that kind of come into your head. You see Talon and you see him commanding the town guard of Cairn and he's leading a charge into a massive massive army of orcs.
0: Then you see Astonis doing his wizard wiggly finger magics (laughs)
3: <laughs> and you see
0: him instructing and directing all of the other wiggly-fingered mages of the mage tower.
1: To, to be clear, they're wiggly-fingered bastards.
0: Bastards, I'm sorry.
2: <sighs> and you see Tusk. And she's standing with not a
0: large group, but she's standing with another group of orcs. Also, mixed in with some humans of Karen, and they're also fighting in this battle. But on Karen's side, you see a large dragonborn wearing full plate metal, full plate gear, wielding a massive
2: halberd, and he's just charging in by himself. He's not controlling anybody, he's not directing anybody. Then you see Tez.
0: Carefree, surrounded by a large tabaxi, a small kobold wearing essentially frying pans on both hands, uh, with the uh, the handle shaved down into spikes. Uh, very strange looking. Also with an elf behind them, and um, a half-elf. Uh, you've heard that Tez had a former adventuring party. You're guessing this might be them. You see several minotaurs. uh, Massive armies. And you get this vision that Cairn is not as defenseless as possibly as when you left it. That the message that you got earlier... Talon was sending out an SOS for help for any allies. Anybody that could come and help Cairn in their time of need... And based off these visions in your head,
2: a lot of people came. And then you get visions cutting back to Talon. In the middle of a giant skirmish, there's one orc that
0: Astonis is just throwing spells at left and right. You've never seen Astonis this fired up, you've never seen him that angry.
2: You see Talon
0: pulling blades and twirling his swords in his hand and charging at this pitch-black,
2: onyx-skinned orc. Also, pure rage across Talon's face.
0: You see four or five orcs jumping on this massive dragonborn pulling him to the ground. A a sword plunged through its chest, through the plate armor, clear out the backside.
2: You see Tez being pulled towards this necromancer surrounded by an army of skeletons and zombies.
0: You see a an unfamiliar face somebody new but he's surrounded by essentially what you can only see as several twins of himself or reflections of himself trying to fend off against these these attacks each each twin fading out of existence until there's only one one body left And he's easily overrun.
2: Then it cuts back to Talon again. And Astonis. Two of the members that you may not have been extremely close with, may have argued several times with, but they were there when you first joined them, and you traveled
0: with them the longest. And you see Talon plunging these swords into this black orc, both swords simultaneously, right through the midsection. And this orc laughing and just pulling him closer, driving the swords even further in before gripping Talon around the throat. This has been a Distractions Media production. For more info, you can check out everything we do at distractionsmedia.com.